0: Welcome to Seven Minute Torah, an exploration of the weekly Torah portion. I'm Rabbi Micah Streifer. This podcast consists of about seven to ten minutes on the weekly parasha, hence the name Seven Minute Torah. Some weeks it's just me, and other weeks I'm in conversation with another rabbi or a Jewish thought leader. Thanks for listening. I want to tell you a story that is from the Midrash, and then I want to both affirm and debunk that story at the same time. This is from Shir HaShirim Rabbah, which is the Midrash on the Song of Songs. It's not a commentary to this week's Torah portion, but you'll see how it relates. And I'll just say, I love this story, and I use it regularly in sermons and services in Hebrew school, but it has a flaw, which I'll point out in a moment. The story goes that when the Jewish people were standing at Sinai, which is where this week's Torah portion, Ki takes place, that God said to them, Am I supposed to give you the Torah? Ella li Arivim Tovim, Bring me some good guarantors, some good collateral or assurance that you will keep it. So I won't go through the whole thing, but the people go through a series of offerings of guarantors to God. Specifically, they offer the patriarchs, and then they offer the prophets. God rejects both of those groups as guarantors for Torah. Until finally, the Israelites say, arevim otanu. Our children will be our guarantors. And God answers back, arevim tovim. They are definitely good guarantors. When I tell this story in the sanctuary, the lesson is something like, Torah was given for the sake of the children. We have a responsibility to teach Torah to our children and pass it on. And in fact, the Midrash draws a similar lesson. Therefore, every person has the responsibility to enter their child into Torah and to educate them in it. Now, that's a beautiful idea, and it's reflective of Jewish values in all kinds of ways. We really see ourselves as passing tradition from generation to generation. Except, like I said, there's a flaw in this story, and now I want to get to this week's Torah portion. As I mentioned before, we're reading Ki Kitisa Ki takes place at Sinai, and the big event of this parsha, which I'm not going to talk about, is the golden calf. I will, however, put in a plug for last year's podcast on this very Parsha. It was from March 4th, I think, 2021, and it was about fear and the golden calf. But what I want to talk about this year is the way that the portion begins, which is that the people are told to take a census. They're told to count the Israelites in the wilderness, by collecting a half shekel from each person, which is then to go toward the building of the Mishkan, or the tabernacle. This is one of several censuses, I'm not sure how to say that, in the Torah. Uh, Some are military, some are priestly. This one specifically relates to the building of the Mishkan, which makes it interesting that it says as follows. This is Exodus chapter thirty, verse fourteen. Kol ha'over al ha'pikudim ben esrim shana v'mala. Everyone who has entered in the records from the age of twenty years and up shall give this offering to the Eternal. So, in other words, the counting, the census, and the donation, the small donation that goes along with it, starts at the age of twenty. This does not include children. This is a counting of adults in the community as connected with the creation of a sacred space where ritual will be performed on behalf of the community. So the commentators are curious, and, and I'm curious, why the age of 20? Rashi, who's the 11th century French commentator, I feel like we quote him all the time, thinks it's military. That if you're under that age, you don't have to go and fight in whatever wars are coming as we cross the wilderness. Another commentator, the Chizkuni, who lives in 13th century France, thinks it's more about accountability. He believes that heaven doesn't hold a person responsible for their actions if they're under the age of 20, although he points out that here on earth, that age is 13, which of course is the age of Bar Mitzvah, traditionally. I'm not going to take up the legalities of the Chizkuni's argument, nor do I agree, by the way, that people under 20 or even under 13 aren't responsible or can't be responsible for their actions, necessarily. The point is that this commentator believes that there's a difference between children and adults. And again, I want to point out that this is specifically connected with the creation of a communal ritual space. Which brings me to the commentary that I really appreciated about this, which is from Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch, the 19th century thinker who's considered the intellectual founder of orthodoxy. And he writes, actually this is the Eitz Chaim commentary quoting him, so I don't know if this is exactly what he said, but they quote him, or they paraphrase him as saying, Judaism has always believed that religion, first and foremost, is not for children, although there is much in it that children can join in and appreciate. Primarily, it is for adults, who alone can begin to appreciate its breadth and profundity. So Hirsch argues here that a message we can find in this Parsha is that Judaism is not for children, or at least... Not only for children. I would never argue that Judaism's not for children. After all, we have this centrally important responsibility to teach our children and to pass on tradition to the next generation, as the story from the Midrash says. But in the end, that's not enough. Judaism is not meant to be something that you just do for the kids. Torah and Jewish learning is not meant to stop at age 12 or 13. In fact, if we read the Parsha through the lens of Rabbi Hirsch, it doesn't really even start until you grow up. And what I think that means is not that it's not important to teach Judaism to children, but rather that we have both a capability and a responsibility to understand things differently as adults. Now, that's true of a lot of things. Right now, it's the Olympics, so I'm aware of how differently I watch the Olympics as an, as an adult than I did as a kid. I used to like watching the athletes move quickly and do amazing things, and now I'm interested in rivalries and strategies and decisions being made by athletes. It's, I hope, a more mature understanding and viewing of the event. Truly, you could say the same thing for anything. The Simpsons comes to mind. I loved The Simpsons when I was 10 years old, and I like it even more at 42 because I understand it on a whole different level. Judaism is the same. When we're kids, we understand and appreciate certain things about Judaism. And when we're adults, we can understand it on a whole different level. And hopefully it's a level that's more in line with the values and beliefs that we hold as adults. So as kids, we might have believed that the Red Sea really parted. And as adults, we can understand that as a story, a mythology, that teaches us things about Judaism and about the world and about slavery and freedom. As kids, we might have believed that God is an old man in the sky— As adults, we can understand that there are many ways to think about God, that God might look nothing like what we believed as kids or even what the Torah literally says, and that that's okay, that Torah is here to help us start conversations, to help us ask questions, and to help us think critically about how we and our values and our beliefs relate to these things that have been taught by Jews for generations and generations. And that's what I mean when I say that Torah is not for kids, or not just for kids. When we keep learning, when we enter into mature conversation with our texts, then we have the opportunity to build a practice and a set of beliefs that are reflective of who we are here and now. And that has the capacity to bring incredible meaning and connection into our lives. As a side benefit, we also get to model for our children that that's possible. Our children are our guarantors. But we have to make sure that our Judaism is as much for us as it is for them. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for tuning in to 7-Minute Torah. Have you checked out the conversation in our Facebook group? Just go to Facebook and search 7-Minute Torah Listen and Discuss. Then you can join the group and join the conversation. See you there.